0: The anxiety comes because we're going, I don't want this to happen. 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 And you hear the anxiety start to ramp up and you start to get into this anxiety loop and it leads to panic attacks and anxiety issues and everything else like that. So it's counterintuitive and most people have a hard time doing this, but instead you go, I'm going to let this fear, I'm going to let this this thing that I'm afraid of, I'm actually just going to embrace it. I'm going to say, I admit it. I have this. I'm going to allow this to be here. I'm going to invite this into my life.
1: Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore. And on today's episode. How to Stop Being an Anxious Spouse.
0: There it is. Well done.
1: (laughs) Oh, my word.
0: If you're like Catwoman, I wish you'd wear at least the appropriate... The slinky cat suit? The the slinky cat suit. That would be... (laughs) That'd be a whole different podcast.
1: Well, you just go right out and buy me one of those and I'll put it on for you.
0: You heard it, everyone, right here. (laughs) It is recorded. I have evidence... (laughs) I'm going to start shopping on Amazon tonight.
1: Yeah, and guess who, who takes care of the podcast, who edits those all together? I can just leave that part right out. Yeah. <laughs> did oh, did that. you did you say that you wanted to edit this podcast? That's what I heard.
0: There we go. Try it again. Keep talking.
1: Keep trying. Talk again.
0: That looks good. Your voice, the reason why your voice comes across so clearly is you just have a Beautiful tone to your voice naturally. Ah. mine's is this kind of raspy, and my throat's not. Well, dry, it's a little.
1: It's, your voice is a little lower too. Yeah.
0: So it's. Well, it, I could talk raspy like you. Talking. <laughs> if you talk that way with the cat suit on.
1: <laughs> I think oh, that man. would be so terrible.
0: Oh my gosh! So should we actually do a real question here?
1: Well, yeah, okay. uh, what else are we going to do? I don't think they want to listen to us talk about raspy voices and cat suits the whole
0: time. yeah uh, here's the question. Does anyone here suffer from anxiety that leads to security issues towards your spouse? My husband's behavior and lack of affection, etc has me crying and constantly doubting his commitment to me. So we have anxiety that... He's not going to be faithful or that he's going to leave or that he's not fully in the relationship. And that leads to some anxiety for this poor wife. Right. If we had her sitting in the room with us today, what would be the first thing you'd want to say to her?
1: Uh, I don't know what the first thing that I would want to say to her. But the first thought that crossed my mind is for men and women, we talk about this in in our workshop. For men and women, there's two S's okay. that men and women need.
0: Yes. Two primary needs, one for men, one for women. They both start with the letter S, but they're different words. Yes, exactly. So what is a woman's primary need?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And what is a man's primary need? A man's primary need is significance. Yes. Most, I want to know that I'm special.
1: Most women, and even a lot of men, when they guess at this, they usually say
0: sex. Correct, But... Sex makes a man feel special. Yes. Sex gives a man significance.
1: But sex is not what they need. They need to feel significant. Correct. For women, it's safety and security. Yes. And obviously the behaviors that are going on are challenging her sense of safety and security.
0: Exactly. So her concern might be pretty legitimate. Mm Mm-hmm. We have no idea if her concerns are inappropriate, because he's doing everything the right, and she still has this anxiety right, or exactly. concern. But it's a pretty common thing I see a lot for spouses to have anxiety that their husband or wife is going to leave, cheat on them, check out emotionally. And right. it's kind of the anxiety question. What do you do with that fear? What do you do with that script that plays in your head? That just starts on autoplay right. over and over and over again. I have an idea. I don't know if you have an idea. but
1: Well, let's hear your idea, and then I'll interject when you take a breath.
0: Yeah. Most of the time, these scripts get hardwired into our system because of previous experiences. Correct. So very common. And I've sat with many, many women who have this exact uh, issue described here. And the behavior that they're seeing in their husband is triggering past previous experiences so a previous boyfriend that cheated on them Mm -hmm. a father who had an affair and cheated on their mother those are kind of the two most common things that i see get recycled sure and because they've had this crappy experience which is legitimately anxiety creating they now start to their brain says see here's the same patterns again and you should start to be worrying about this earlier so you don't get caught unaware later Uh, on. Yeah, that makes sense. Anxiety is is designed to help us avoid pain later on. So your brain says, start worrying now. Start anticipating what could go wrong and start thinking about it a lot over and over and over again so that you don't get caught. Because if you get caught unprepared, you could have worse damage. That's the way our brain works. Now, the reality is anxiety doesn't serve that much of a productive function. It actually makes things a lot worse because I haven't figured out how to do it quite yet, but I still can't tell the future. I still don't have the ability to accurately, 100% of the time, guarantee what's gonna happen. And so I usually try to prepare for problems that are coming up that never show up. Right. And so it's better to say, wait a second, I, I call it actually the MacGyver principle. You trust in your ability to solve the problem once the problem has shown up, you don't have to be prepared for everything. So MacGyver, for those who are, you know, younger than thirty, <laughs> maybe forty, Ma- maybe forty. Oh my gosh, we're getting old. <laughs> MacGyver was an old show in the 1980s, and the whole gimmick was he's this kind of um, retired special agent kind of guy, but he only carries a Swiss Army knife, a roll of duct tape, and an empty bag. And he's sent into all these crazy obscure places to, you know, save the person or stop the nuclear reactor from melting down or defuse the bomb or whatever it is. And he only goes into the situations carrying these three things, and he always finds what he needs along the way. Picks them up, puts them in his bag.
1: Paper clip,
0: gum. Yep. yep. Well, the very first episode is he is actually stopping a nuclear reactor from melting down, and he does it with a chocolate bar. It's no joke. So again, <laughs> '80s TVs <laughs> at its finest. It's really good. But the point is. The point is, he travels light. He knows that he will figure out what he needs. In the moment, and he trusts himself. He trusts his gut. He trusts his ability and his skill set. Right. As opposed to the Norm Abrams approach, and again, for everyone who's going, who the heck's Norm Abrams? Norm Abrams. Yeah, I I think a lot about this stuff. It's weird the way (laughs) my brain works. I apologize, everybody. Norm Abrams was a carpenter. He had his TV show on PBS, OPB. Years um, and years ago. Years and years and years ago. But his shop had every specialty tool that was ever invented. Specialty tools for cutting mortise and tendon things. Obscure tools that you use once every 10 years to make some weird joint. Can you imagine having to travel with all his stuff? you got to have 14 trucks of specialty equipment. It's hard to travel through life dragging all that around because you have to have the right specialty tool for the right thing. Just in case. Yes. That's exhausting. I would not want to be Norm Abrams. No. And again, the metaphor breaks down because he could be a lot with six tools, but I would rather be MacGyver. I'd rather be able to go, wait a second, I know there's going to be a problem coming up. I trust that I will be able to handle it when the problem shows up rather than having to waste my time and energy guessing what the problem is later on and trying to prevent it from happening now. That's how you start to deal with anxiety
1: what would be some good suggestions for while this person is in that moment this this woman is in that anxiety state because i'm thinking one thing that i know is helpful for me when i get into that anxiety state about something with you Mm -hmm. is i just have to come and ask you yeah, the whatever question it is that i'm worried about Am I in trouble? Did I do something wrong? Are we okay?
0: Here's the problem with that, and I would recommend that first off every time. But the problem, well, the good thing is I'm typically willing to answer your question. I guess that's true. I don't have much to hide. Right. And I value your safety, I want you to feel good, and I understand that, so I'm willing to give more information until your anxiety is reduced. Right. Not all husbands, unfortunately, are like that. Yeah, I and guess that's really true. It doesn't sound like she's married to someone like that. So yes. she has to learn how to deal with her anxiety by On herself. On her own,
1: kind of like self-soothing.
0: Self-care, self, self- not self-medicate. That's a whole <laughs> different thing. Self-compassion, yes. Right. All these things are going to be required and necessary. And the number one thing that I always recommend, and people absolutely hate it, and a lot of people don't do it, but it's actually proven to be the best way of being able to move through some of this anxiety and letting it go, letting all this stuff go. Sure. Is, number one, uh, label it. Identify. What am I actually worried about? I'm afraid he's going to have an affair. I'm oh, afraid that's it's going to be this specific person. Uh, I'm afraid. Be really clear about it. And then the second step is, and this is a little counterintuitive, stop and breathe for 10 minutes. And just say... This is there. I'm not hiding it anymore. I'm not trying to ignore it. I'm just going to state here's what it is. If you need to write out that thing in step one, write it out. This is now in my life.
1: Right. The verbalizing it part, that's really important. And I think in my mind, when I said come out and ask you the question, yeah. that's about verbalizing it. it so if you can't actually ask the question.
0: If you can't ask it of the person, you ask it of yourself. Yes. You just state the fear, what it yes. is for yourself. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's fantastic. Yep. I love that.
0: And then the third thing is the anxiety comes because we're going, "Ah, I don't want this to happen, 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 and you hear the anxiety start to ramp up, and you start to get into this anxiety loop, and it leads to panic attacks and anxiety issues and everything else like that. So it's counterintuitive, and most people have a hard time doing this, but instead... You go, I'm going to let this fear, I'm going to let this this thing that I'm afraid of, I'm actually just going to embrace it. I'm going to say, I admit it. I have this. I'm going to allow this to be here. I'm going to invite this into my life. Instead of trying to hide it or run away from it, I'm just going to say, this is what I'm carrying. Think of it like um, a little emotional storm. When it's raining outside, if you're afraid that it's going to stop, never stop raining then a little bit of rain is terrifying. But if you yeah. go, wait a second, this is just a storm. I know it's going to pass in two hours. Then you just accept it. You're not running away from it. Right.
1: Man, and that's really hard to do. You you put it in the perspective of a little emotional storm. And I know for me, when we have rain Mm -hmm. and it lasts for more than just a day or two, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's never going to end and the sun is never going to come out again. You're stuck in that right
0: now because we're having heat wave here in Portland and it's 114 outside, record-breaking heat, and we have been hunkered down in the house with the AC on. That's probably the sound you hear in the background of our podcast right now. And For three days Windows are closed. All the curtains are are closed. It's
1: dark and dreary and... I feel like I'm in a cave. And I was telling Paul this morning, I feel like I'm being re-traumatized from COVID. From COVID.
0: where you can't go anywhere, where we can't you can't, go can't anywhere, go anywhere, do go
1: anything and I'm going to be stuck in the house for forever and I was near tears this morning. Yeah. So, Yeah,
0: and and when you just acknowledge that, you came and told me that, you verbalized that,
1: yeah, I don't feel so stuck anymore.
0: No. So this person verbalizing it and then just saying, I'm going to let it be here. I'm going to let this little emotional storm be here. I don't have to run away from it anymore. Right. And then the next stage is I can't stop him. I can't make him do exactly what I want. I'm going to give up that control. That's where a lot of people get hung up again is I'm going to waste a ton of time and energy and effort trying to ensure that he's going to do something that I want or guarantee that he's not going to do something that would hurt me. And you waste so much time, so much energy, so much effort trying to guarantee something that you cannot guarantee.
1: Yeah, that control piece, that's a big one as well.
0: And so again, what sounds a little counterintuitive is this person with this anxiety can go, I am going to be the best wife that I can within reason. Again, let's be really clear about that. She doesn't yes. have to go overboard. She can just be a reasonable human being. And then she can go, if that's not enough for him, then I will let him do whatever he's going to do. And I want to hope that it happens sooner rather than later so I can get on with my life. And I know what problem is in front of me right now. Right. I want the problem to show up sooner rather than later rather than being afraid of it showing up. Right. So I hope something terrible happens sooner rather than later. And what you can find out is two things happen. Either one is those terrible things happen. It hurts like hell. You move through it. And then two years later, you go on with your life. And you're not stuck in that fear for the rest of your marriage. Right. Or the other thing which happens is nothing. Nothing. Right. And you become a relaxed wife who doesn't have anxiety and fear anymore. And your husband is relaxed and fine. And your marriage actually gets better because you don't have these fearful messages dictating how you're behaving all the time. Because the minute we start operating out of fear, the minute we operate out of this terror that we're going to lose something or miss out on something, it absolutely will start to sabotage our marriage.
1: Right. It undermines everything. Mm. And it doesn't just affect you. It affects your spouse, how they behave. They pick up on it. The kids. Yes. All of it.
0: And so when this is gone and you just relax finally... You have a greater chance of your marriage oh, becoming great and amazing. Yeah. But it requires two counterintuitive things.
1: That are hard, hard, hard to do. Yeah. And I hate when Paul tells me to do them when I'm really <laughs> struggling with stuff. It's like, shut up. <laughs> I know you're right, but I don't like to hear
0: it. This is what it sounds like most times <laughs> around our house, actually. No,
1: it does not.
0: <laughs> being told to shut up all the time. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> That's what I would tell this woman if she was sitting in the room with us. And I would want her to hear what you just said there. It is hard. It is scary. It is uncomfortable. And yet it is what brings us freedom.
1: That freedom piece too. It is so hard to wrap your mind around that if I do those things that you said to do that I will actually feel freedom. But freedom is really what you want. All the time. And it's amazing to me how many times I will choose to be uncomfortable over the freedom.
0: Because we don't want to do the one hard thing. This is where I've been so proud of you over the last couple of years as you've been doing these tough mutters and muddy leprechauns and rugged maniac. All of these grueling things that you now have got hardwired into your head, which is I can do something hard for a short amount of time. Right. Because the freedom and the joy and the reward that comes at the end of it is so much better than the fear unbelievable
1: it really it's unbelievable if i could that's that's a really good point if i could keep my mind in the emotional things the things in our marriage that come up my own struggles if i could keep in mind the hard things that i have done yep on a course on yep. a mud run i am thinking particularly of that stinking freaking stupid slide yep. that i went on I was up there for probably 4 minutes sitting up on top of this stupid water slide that was what 25 30 feet yep. high. Yep. Terrified. Crying. Crying, probably making the young guy that was working up there <laughs> wigged out or like, "Oh, <laughs> oh come on, lady, just go." What do I do? go? What do I do, I do, now? I do? <laughs> exactly? <laughs> this middle-aged woman's up here crying and yep. sobbing
0: and I don't know what to do. Yep. I'm not getting paid.
1: <laughs> exactly. A volunteer. That's so funny. <laughs> And how terrifying that was, yeah. but the feeling that I had afterwards, after I got out, had a chance to catch my breath and go, okay, I did it. I can move on now. Four minutes compared to the weeks yeah. and weeks yeah. of just feeling amazing about what I accomplished. Yeah. Four minutes is a long time and it's really hard to get through that four minutes. It is. But if I could keep that in mind, just the freedom and to look back and go, look what I did to give me the confidence to do it again. Yeah. Exactly. And to give me the confidence to help other women have confidence that they can do it. Yeah.
0: All the things we're talking about on this podcast are proven to work. Books have been written about it, research studies have been done about it. It has been proven to work. And I'm trying to get as many people out there to understand that if you step into The fear, rather than avoid the fear, so much more gets done. It's the Chinese finger puzzle principle. Again, the Chinese finger puzzle, you put your fingers in, your brain tells you to pull as much as you can, and it just gets tighter and tighter, and you get more and more stuck. You have to push into it so you can slide your finger out. That's the only way out. And so when we learn to do that, we just accept that fact. Now, this woman who has this question here will be able to get over her anxiety. It won't dictate all of the decisions and the behaviors in her marriage and she can start to live with freedom now if she is reliving some past trauma from a boyfriend who cheated on her a previous husband who cheated on her a father who had affairs and cheated on her mother those might need to be processed with with a therapist yes there's benefits to just being able to process through some of that I would recommend that strongly if that happens to be her story. Right. And if it's not, then this is how she can walk through it on her own and start to challenge these anxiety thoughts. Yep. And not just her. If you're listening to this and this isn't your story, but you do struggle with anxiety, and maybe not around your marriage, but around other things in your life, These techniques work just as well, but because this is a marriage podcast, we're focusing on the insecurities and the fears that come from marriage and losing a spouse and all the things that come along with that. So if you want more information on how to have a better relationship, how to get over some of these fears, how to actually have some of these hard conversations, and maybe your husband or your wife will actually listen to what you're saying, we actually have a little communication course. It's a three-part, totally free communication thing that we put together. It is actually given away after you do our free quiz, which is on the homepage of securemarriage.com. Just put your email in there. We promise you're not going to get spammed. We're not going to sell all your information. We're not going to be those terrible robo calling. We don't <laughs> even ask for your phone numbers. We can't call <laughs> you, but we're, man, those things drive me crazy right now. No, Thousands of robo calls now. So you're not going to get any of that. Nope. We, we hate them as much as you do. But if you put your email in, you can take a little quiz and find out how good your marriage is doing on the six parts of the secure marriage framework. And then automatically from there, you'll get three videos for the communication series. Um, that can help you improve your communication, and maybe reduce some of this anxiety. Yeah. And then if you wanna jump in with both feet, and say, wait a second, this is so good, Paul and Shannon are so smart, we wanna learn everything we can from them, because if it's working in their marriage, and they're not perfect, then maybe it can work in my marriage, then we actually have a much bigger course it's called the secure marriage online workshop because we're creative in the way we name things (laughs) it's available at securemarriage.com it costs less than two counseling sessions so if you don't want to pay a buttload of money for counseling and you own it forever you can go through it over and over and over again and you can go through it by yourself even if your spouse isn't quite ready to jump in there yet that's one of the biggest things I see is one spouse is ready to do their work and the other person isn't on board yet that's okay you can go through this information by yourself and it will make your marriage better yeah other than that
1: uh, or if you have a question oh yeah if you have a question that you want to ask us yeah you can email us at shannon at securemarriage.com or paul at com, yep. and we would love to answer any questions that you send to us um, yes, that's those are our favorite ones because yep. then we know they're coming from from people who who want to hear what we have to say as opposed to People who have questions but didn't ask us and we decide to answer them anyhow.
0: So all six of you who are listening to this (laughs) podcast right now we will be glad to help you in any way we can. Other than that, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you later. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast.
0: You'll forget it.
1: Shut up. I probably will. How to Stop Being an Anxious Spouse. There it
0: is.